0: Welcome to Wednesday in the Word. This is a look through the Bible where we look at each book of the Bible. And this week we're going to be looking at what book? Hello.
1: The book of Isaiah. It's a big one. It's a big There's one. There's a lot in there. 66 chapters. There's That's how many books that are in the Bible. Wow. Well, well, shut if this, this thing. We're done. <laughs> if this wasn't a book of prophecy, I don't I'll know. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. So that, that's the book of Isaiah though. Isaiah has loads and loads of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Isaiah is a prophet. prophet. Huh. Um, he's what's called a major prophet, mm-hmm. um, mainly because of how much is written yeah. in this book. Not because he's probably more important than Jonah or something like that. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> he does have more stuff written about him. But anyways, uh, so there, the way that this is kind of broken down is almost like in two parts a bit. So the way that Isaiah starts out, I think one of the more famous uh, quotes or whatever that, that uh, we know from the book of Isaiah is God basically calling mm-hmm. issuing a calling, and Isaiah says, "Pick me basically mm-hmm. i 'll go send me, yep. send me. Yep. Um, here I am, Lord, send me." Um, and I, and I, I think that's so cool, and we can apply it to our lives, I think yeah. really, really easily, yeah. with this idea that God calling us, and we should be able to say, "Here I am mm-hmm. um, Send me, pick me, Lord. I want to be your messenger. I want to be the person to go out and and, and claim whatever you tell me to. Um, And we have that calling through the Bible. God's Mm -hmm. given that. We are messengers of God. um, And what we preach is the gospel. What we proclaim is the gospel. But Isaiah, he has a a bigger task, um, I think, in the idea that he's got to issue judgment in Jerusalem. And yeah. as we, as you, as when we, you know, look through all these other prophets that we're going to, um, they don't really get a good rap, especially when they have to say bad things. Yeah, um, things people don't like it. All those things, um, and I'm sure people didn't really like Isaiah um, when he would basically tell Judah, "You need to repent of your sins. Um, this punishment's coming. That punishment's coming." Right. Um, and we see that um, in in the book of Isaiah a lot. But here's a really cool piece about Isaiah, I think, um, and there's obviously other prophecies throughout the Word of God in the Old Testament, but Isaiah really shows us that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that we can put our trust in mm-hmm. because the what, what was proclaimed 500 years ago or whatever it was, um, before Christ came, mm-hmm. all came true. Right. You know, and then you obviously have more to come true that we see also in this book. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really cool to see because God gives us a glimpse, Mm -hmm. you know, through stained glass that we actually see what's going to come. Um, But He also shows us here that Jesus is the Son of God. Um, and we'll read that passage here in a little bit. But, um, you know, we can read this book and we think, oh, you know, it's all doom and gloom, punishment. This nation's Egypt. This is what's going to happen to you. Babylon, this is what's going to happen to you. So on and so forth. Um, and then even down to Jerusalem and mm-hmm. Israel. Um, man, it's a lot of punishment. Yeah. But there's hope. There is hope. And, and really, Isaiah points to that our only hope is in mm-hmm. the Messiah mm-hmm. our only hope is in the one that's supposed to come yeah um and that's a huge piece for us to know that something so long ago is still so true yeah and and you know i when I get
0: into Old Testament things and old testament scriptures and and stories, I can't help but think you know uh, the Jewish people, how do they not? Mm-hmm. How do they not see it? How do they not know? How are they still waiting for something that's already happened? It doesn't make sense to me, but I know Satan blinds their eyes, and mm-hmm. and uh, they're still looking for
1: something that has already happened, which is a shame, but I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. So the, the the passage that we're going to read today is probably one of my most favorite passages yeah. out of this book because it is true, mm-hmm. but yet it's so parallel to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and what he did on mm-hmm. the cross. So, Phil, why don't you read Isaiah 53, 5, and 6?
0: Yeah, and that says in verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, li- all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Mm-hmm. It we just celebrated Easter, well, a month ago, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. Yeah, this is the the scripture of Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the death, burial, resurrection. He's done it. He's raised from the dead. He's back. He's here, and he did it for everybody. But the punishment, you know, you look at us as sinners and in, in our old lifestyle, and even now, even to today. You know, we're not perfect. We're still going through that sanctification process. But what takes us and sets us. On a solid rock, what takes us and pulls us from the pits of hell? What takes us and pulls us is this verse right here. He was wounded for our transgressions; he was crushed for our sins. The punishment that that should have been on us, mm-hmm. that we deserve, that that we inherited, that we uh, that was owed to us is no longer. Why? Because he took it for everybody. Yeah. He took the sin, the shame, the punishment, death, the hell, the sin, all of it, mm. for you and for me and for everybody, for anybody who believes and repents on mm-hmm. the name of Jesus Christ and isaiah is telling us that before it even happened yeah hey look this one who's going to redeem israel this one who's going to redeem judah this one who's going to redeem the whole world he's coming and this is what he's going to do and then a couple hundred years later he does it yeah
1: and you and i get to live because of it and mm-hmm. that awesome yeah that's awesome that is very very awesome and you know with this passage you know you think about it you know this was written so long ago but but you can you could almost parallel just the story of the cross right up against mm-hmm. it. You know this would be the brief summary of it. Obviously, there's yeah. so much that happened uh, in that whole scene. But when you think, you know, for a minute, the, that people would say, "Well, God wouldn't do that. God wouldn't, you know, God wouldn't put the sin of the whole world on His Son." But you see here in verse six, you know, He did. Mm-hmm. So the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity yeah. of us all. You think about all the sins that you commit. You know, I heard this this pastor once saying, I thought it was pretty cool, just the idea that that Jesus didn't know the pleasure of sin. Yeah. He didn't partake, but he knew all the suffering of Mm -hmm. it. He knew all the pain of it, all the destruction of it Mm -hmm. on the cross. And I think that saying is so true because, you know, he was sinless. Mm -hmm. A, A perfect lamb, a perfect sheep, and our evil rotten sin was put on him yeah for our salvation for our hope mm-hmm. as we see in the book of isaiah this book is filled with hope sometimes it might be hard to understand or hard to see with you know the day of the lord coming and, right. and things like that and judgment and sometimes mm-hmm. we look at judgment in such a bad way but i think we often look at judgment in a bad way because we don't understand the devastation of our sin, mm-hmm. and I think Isaiah points this out to Judah in in Jerusalem, that the devastation of sin not only for your 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 pagan nations around you, but the devastation of your own sin, mm-hmm. and he shows them that. But then he call he he shows them this hope in this in this passage here, and obviously throughout right, all right. of this, um, because like I said, it's kind of split in half, um, forty to the end. There's a lot of hope in it, but it's. Yeah. And it shows a lot about who our who our Jesus is going to be. Um, but when you think about, you know, we are all like sheep that have gone astray. God pulling us back. Mm-hmm. God hurting us back, you yeah. know, where we ought to be. And the only way that he was able to do that was, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. Mm-hmm. Christ had to suffer to give us eternal life, to give us hope. Yeah, That living hope, that blessed mm-hmm. hope that's talked about in the New Testament. Yeah, and that can only be done because of what this verse claims. Yeah. What this verse shows about who the Messiah was going to be. And we would say, you know, this is what the struggle where Israel had was that, that the Messiah was just going to be the king. Right. He was just going the to rule. So Rome. there's no yeah. way that he would ever suffer. Mm-hmm. Well, we see he had to suffer for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that's you know a huge a huge piece to take out of Isaiah uh, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know it has to be. It, it, it has does. to be. So so Phil, give us your final thoughts about this book. You see the
0: the book specifically this verse. He was bruised for our iniquities; the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes were healed. You don't get any of that without it. You don't get the freedom. You don't get the joy. You don't get the salvation without the cross, without the blood. Mm. You know, just you know, just like the the Jewish people today, they're still looking for a Messiah. Lost people. They don't even they don't even understand the the depth of of this. But if you have breath in your lungs and you're still living and you're still seeking and looking, look no further than God's word. It's going to mm-hmm. give you all the answers. It's going to introduce you to a Savior, introduce you to, to eternal life. It's up to you to take it and accept it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and just b- before we close out, I just want to say, read it. Read the book of yeah. Isaiah. Um, you know, when I was going through this, I was like, man, there's a lot of great stuff in here. And obviously, because there's 66 chapters, we can't go through every single mm-hmm. thing. But I'll just share. There's a story about a man who prays who's going to die. And God gives him 15 more years. Mm-hmm. You see that in the book. You see the power of prayer. You see a lot of different things in here. So I just encourage you to read it. Um, But again, look for Jesus in this book. Look for Jesus because you'll find him. You'll find him everywhere. Mm -hmm. So this has been a look through the Bible. Um, Tune in next week where we look at Jeremiah and Lamentation. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Um, But we'll try to break it down. Um, We get to see that uh, it's okay to give a little cry every now and then. Mm (laughs) Um, but thank you for for listening like and subscribe this uh, episode share it with somebody that would be an encouragement to us and as always thank you for listening to kingdom faith see you
0: guys next week